Welcome to Real Talk for Real Teachers. I'm Dr. Becky Bailey, the creator of Conscious Discipline. I'm an expert in education, child development, and a lifelong teacher and learner. For those listening who are not aware of Conscious Discipline, it is a comprehensive, trauma-informed program based in neuroscience that integrates social-emotional learning with disciplinary practices to create optimal learning climates for children and adults. Now today we're going to do something a little different. We're going to join master instructor Vicki Hepler in one of her classes talking about conflict resolution in early childhood. Now remember early childhood encompasses ages zero to eight so that's uh, birth through second grade all the way up to third-ish. For those who teach or parent older children you will also find this extremely helpful. So let's join Vicki. And just so you know a little bit about me, I am a master instructor for Conscious Discipline, but I also uh, was a classroom teacher for 37 years. You do the math, figure out what my birthday was. I know, I'm old. But I started without Conscious Discipline and taught for many, many years without it. And then I was fortunate enough to get to work with uh, Dr. Becky Bailey when she was at the University of Central Florida and before the book was written. And I was starting to learn little bits. And um, it transformed my classroom. But it also transformed my life. So I'm very grateful that I have the opportunity to share some of my experiences with you. I taught um, pre-K, kindergarten, first grade, and thanks to my a former assistant principal, I also taught self-contained children with autism, and that was an amazing experience as well. So uh, before we get started, I think it's important when we talk about conflict resolution to understand that for the conflict resolution pieces to be effective in our classrooms, we have planted the seeds of willingness and by the time you introduce the time machine, you have a little sprout of willingness from even those most disconnected children. So this is all about taking what you've created within the school family and then teaching children how to resolve conflict in a healthy way. How many of you, you can think about your own homes when you were growing up or even in your classroom, know that it might be time for an upgrade with conflict resolution. Correct? Yes. I I'm with you. So especially in pre-K and kindergarten and first grade and second grade, it goes all the way up, but conflict happens all the time. Someone's bumping, someone's tugging, someone's pulling. So if we teach young children, which is pre-K through second grade, early childhood goes through third grade, just... We have lots and lots of teachable moments. So before conscious discipline, my teachable moments turned into, what is our rule about grabbing, i.e., you stupid child, or this was my classic, we don't grab in here. And everyone's looking around going, where has she been? Because <laughs> there is grabbing going on. So. Our, our brilliance with conscious discipline is that we have the opportunity to teach children a different way. 
Young children are developmentally programmed to get help from an adult, which is why we don't want to stop tattling. Tattling is saying, I need help. When children say, he hit me, they're saying, I need help. I don't know what to do. And our job as the safekeeper is to help. So day one, when they walk in the door, that's when we begin dealing with everyday conflicts. Would you not agree? What, they're there about 30 seconds, and someone says, they don't know your name yet, so they call you what? Teacher. Teacher, he took my book. And if they have not been in a conscious discipline setting, they're waiting for you, the teacher, to say to the child who took the book, welcome to kindergarten. We don't take books. Give it back, right? They're expecting you to go to the aggressor. Would you not agree? Instead, I say, say it with me, did you like it? And when you say that, everyone in the room gets quiet, and it's like those little velociraptors in Jurassic Park. They go, because they go, this is different, because it's unexpected, and it's an opportunity to teach. And the child will go, they're like, well, what do you think? I just told you. I, they go, no. And I said, oh, tell them. I don't like it when you take my book. And, you know, it's the first day, so you have the honeymoon period. And they say, I don't like it when you take my book. And then I say, say, give it back, please. And they go, give it back, please. And then miracle of all miracles, this child goes, oh, well, sure, and gives the book back. And then everyone in the classroom says, hmm, this is going to be different. Your teachable moments happen all the time. Now, if you teach pre-K, just so you know, they've done a study. There's 60 acts of intrusion an hour with, with 20 children. I know. That's one a minute. So here's what you're going to sound like. Did you like it? 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 And then every now, and you're not going to be able every time go, tell them I don't like it. Tell them, so you spend your, you know, your all day. And then all of a sudden, about a weekend, those children who come from very predictable, organized homes, all of a sudden, someone says, I don't like it when you push me. Move, please. And the sky opens <laughs> and angels sing. Because remember Becky said this morning, you have a whole classroom full of social-emotional teachers in your room. It's not just you, because you're outnumbered, right? And so what I want you to know is, the minute they walk in the door, you start doing this. Then, during week one, and normally, depending on the group that I have, I read Schubert's Big Voice the very first day of school. And I do not read... Schubert is a star first because Schubert's big voice is his 
if you've read it, who's read it? His first day where? In Bug Valley. So it makes sense you'd read it the very first day of school. Now, if you teach pre-K, you may prefer to start with Sophie's big voice because there's less language. They're still learning the same skill. What we're teaching children is how to use their big voice when someone does something that they don't like. So what we're doing is teaching children at the age of four and five and six and seven, teaching others how they want to be treated. Wouldn't the world be a better place if everyone was able to use their big voice and say, stop. I don't like it when you eat the last of the pistachio ice cream. Please leave a little bit for me. Instead, we say, if you loved me, you wouldn't eat the pistachio ice cream. You would leave it for me. And I don't even like pistachio ice cream. I don't know why that came into my head, but it did. So I read Schubert's big voice as soon as I can. And then I plan, this is my literacy lesson for the day. I'm going to spend time that first six weeks of school creating the school family, teaching the basics of conflict resolution. And when I do that, I have all the time in the world to follow the scope and sequence or the timeline or whatever framework, I don't know what they call it, the curriculum. But we, how many of you are in public school? In public school, you well, it's everywhere now, but you have, they expect, what is it? Bell-to-bell instruction. And it starts when? Day one. So this is, to me, bell-to-bell instruction. The minute they walk in the door, I'm saying, did you like it? I'm teaching them skills that will help them be successful, and I'll have less conflict, and I'll have more time to teach. So this is my literacy lesson. I read Schubert's big voice, and then you know what I do? So we create a book about how we're going to use our big voice, and it starts with figuring out what bugs us. Children don't know what their triggers are. We're going to help children start identifying their triggers, and that's part of the work we're doing on our journey as well. Children often don't know when a big feeling comes. Well, some of us don't either until it's there and it explodes. So we want to teach children to start identifying what their triggers are. And we do it in conscious discipline by saying, what bugs me? What irritates me? And so I have this little bug hat because I live in Orlando and everything dumps you into a gift shop. Every ride dumps you into a gift shop. So... So we did, first we played a game with a hat, and um, if it's a head lice year, you have to do it a little differently. They also, just so you know, they have at the dollar store, there are visors that look like bugs, and then they can say what bugs me. They could make their own bug hat and talk about what bugs me. The goal is you want to first go around the circle, we call it the bugs me game. And they go around, they put the hat on, and they say, it bugs me when my sister grabs the remote 
And everyone just talks about what bugs them. And we do that for a couple of days. And then I say, do you know what? We're going to learn what to do when we're bugged so that we can be helpful instead of hurtful. And so then it would look like this. We go around the circle. Same kid says the same thing. It's oftentimes things at home, not so much at school, but it bugs me when my sister grabs the remote. And I say, what can you do? What do you want them to do? And they'll say, give it back. Oh, so you can say, first you're going to breathe. Then you're going to say, I don't like it when you take the remote. Please give it back. Everyone say that with me. I don't like it when you take the remote. Please give it back. And as you go around the circle and you're practicing this, you're going to notice that some children sound like this. I don't like it when you take the remote. Give it back now. And you're going to, instead of going, well, that wasn't nice, you say, breathe and make your voice match mine. Say that with me. Make your voice match mine. And once they've got that, then we create a book. And it's called, we were the Buddy Bears, that was the name, and then we became the Shining Stars. I've had two school family names, but we, this book was called What Buddy Bears Do When They're Bugged. And so these are their illustrations. I took their pictures with their bug face, and then I also took a picture when they were calm. And I put the pictures in the book, they drew the illustration, and I took dictation because I wanted it to be a class book that we could read over and over again. And this was back in the day when it wasn't really easy to type things up and plop them in. I, you, you know, my printer went, nee, nee. anyway. It bugs me when my sister punches me. And look at his illustration. Now, poor Michael. I don't know if it's poor Michael, but Michael had five sisters. So... He needed a skill. And here was what he said, to take it off. That was the frame I gave them. To take it off, I can say, stop, I don't like it when you punch me. If you want something, just ask. Brilliant. Your job is to coach them with the reframes. Practice in the moment it's happening. Say that with me practice in the moment it's happening. It goes back to that teachable moment piece that I talked about the very first thing. So I'd say, you wanted the truck. Say that with me. You wanted the truck, and you didn't know what else to do. Say that. When you want the truck, tap and say her name. Angela, and then say, depending on the language level, it might be turn, it might be my turn, or it might be may I have a turn. This is conflict every day. The child's going to go, no, they're not going to want to give the truck. And so then Angela's going to go, I want it now, it's mine. This child, how many of you have said to a child, come on. Just share the truck. 
or if we know Angela's going to have a knockdown drag out like a fit, what are we going to say? Quietly, just give her the truck. Give it to her. Come on, let's go. Or you just give them the so, look. And, and the look, like, do you know? And, or, or we say, be nice. Don't you want to be nice? Don't you want them to share with you? Yes, they'll share with you. In that moment, we are taking away the child's voice. The child said, no, I'm using it. I don't want to give it back. And they have every right to do that. Just because they're not willing to share in the moment doesn't mean they won't later. They're not done. Has anyone ever, like, you're, you're, everyone's signing in somewhere and you're using the pen and someone's standing right over you like, give me the pen. Come on, you're taking too long with the pen. We don't say, give it to me now. We wait our turn. That takes time. Also, the more you build your school family, the more willing this child's going to be to give the truck. So then Angela's going to go, I want it now, I want it now. And breathe with me, I'm going to go. It's hard to wait for the truck. Say, may I have a turn when you're done. Say that. May I have a turn when you're done. And guess where the kid's going to go? Sure. 90% of the time, as soon as you walk away, what's she going to do? She's going to give her the truck because it was about having the power in that moment. Conflict happens all the time. When you are doing this with two children, every other child in the classroom is watching you. It's important. You can do it just like that in the moment. And you know, in conscious discipline, we celebrate everything. So when we are learning to use our big voice, we celebrate all the time. And do you know the words we use to celebrate? What are they? You did it. Say that with me. You did it. Say, you used your big voice. Say that. So others would know how to treat you. So that's what it looks like for children who come disconnected. It takes much longer for them to feel safe and connected and part of the school family. It takes longer, but you don't give up. Keep building connection and relationship with that child. Wow. Now, take a deep breath with me. And think about what you just heard. Think about one takeaway from this podcast that you could use now. Tomorrow, say to yourself, I'm going to, and fill in that blank, I'm going to, and make that commitment for yourself. So what's Becky up to? Like many of you listening, I was raised with a certain religious upbringing. Since a a child, I've always been very, very curious. I asked a lot of questions, and I try to make sense out of things that don't make sense to me. At, At every age, I did this. So some of the things that I heard in my mind were contradictions that I, uh, in that my 
early religious upbringing, and I couldn't quite reconcile them. So I'm always educating myself more and more in the area of theology and history and all that I can learn. Uh, My grandfather was a preacher. So I'm reading the book called The Universal Christ, and I'm finding it insightful in many ways and helping me pull together some of the things that uh, felt a little confusing for me. So celebrations. Well, finally, hip, hip, hooray, our Conscious Discipline Parent Curriculum was officially approved by the Office of Head Start. Uh, It went through a review with our research went to review at Harvard through the Harvard review people that they put in charge of the process. And it's a done deal. So for all you people out in Head Start land that were concerned about uh, can or cannot we use this program? And the answer is a very loud and official yes. So until next time, I wish you well. For more episodes of Real Talk with Real Teachers by Dr. Becky Bailey, visit ConsciousDiscipline.com forward slash podcasts. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app.